0: What up, what up, what up? You're now tuning into another episode of the Intellectual Property Podcast. I am your host, Dallas Alexis. Thank you for joining me. We are doing another session of our Women's History Month series, and I'm joined by the beautiful, talented Mugga. Mugga's in the building. <laughs> Hi. What up, Mugga?
1: How are you? What up? That's I'm all, good. Brooklyn. What up? <laughs> what up,
0: what up, what up? Brooklyn's <laughs> yes. in the building. And, um, Mugger's from Brooklyn, y'all.
1: Yes, I am.
0: BK's in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, we were having a very, very uh, interesting conversation. About me air. being
1: from the real original Brooklyn. Uh, the, like, before it became <laughs> famous and popular and they had $7 cups of coffee.
0: I'm you know, it's the $7 cups of coffee and um and mayonnaise uh, shops. Like, where you just go and just eat different yeah. flavors of uh mayo mayo, okay, and, that and, might... and, and, and sip tea.
1: Mm, on Nostrand Avenue, right? Yeah,
0: that's the new Brooklyn. <laughs>
1: It's all good. I enjoy some of it. I partake in some of it just the the, the the you know we talked about what the issues
0: are. Yeah, I mean, you know like the new Brooklyn has its pros and its cons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm 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 a product of the old Brooklyn, but I'm I'm also uh, uh taking advantage in, in, in of the new Brooklyn like some of the cool stuff that the new Brooklyn brings. Absolutely. You know, but um yeah, but the. I
1: like a fresh croissant in the morning. I like a fresh croissant. Yeah, that's Definitely all right.
0: Too. I mean, I like to actually walk through certain neighborhoods I couldn't walk through as a kid.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you used to have to run through them. Yeah, they right? go, oh, shoot, oh this is what this neighborhood looks like. Now you, I can walk through this joint. Now you can walk through it. Now you can't afford to live there, but yeah. yeah.
0: Let's jump right into it. Who is Mugga?
1: Who is Munga? I can tell you my statistics. I'm not even sure who I am. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> it out. But as you said, I am from Brooklyn, born in Bed Stuy, raised in Bushwick, lived all over the place East New York, Crown Heights. It's really my home. Uh, I wouldn't change that for the world. And uh, yeah, I'm a comedian, stand up comedian for over half my life. I won't tell you how many years that was. And Actress, my my love, my passions mm-hmm. are in the arts and always have been.
0: The, what came first, uh, comedy, mm. or or did the acting come first, or did kind of like did they mess You, I mean, like, how, how did that work?
1: I love this question. I don't get it often. People don't realize that I was an actress first, mm. always will be, and always have been. And it got sort of swept up when I was dared into doing comedy. Because somebody said I was funny. Now I was quiet and shy. But people around me, my friends, family members, they knew I had a sense of humor. So mm-hmm. a friend dared me into doing comedy at the Uptown Comedy Club. And I don't know why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. And the rest, as they say, is history. So it started, I started out in
0: Harlem, the Uptown Comedy Club. So now, like, I like to, um, like, for me, so, like, what inspired me? Like to to kind of jump into being a creative mm-hmm. was Spike Lee watching uh she's gotta have it and 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 watching School Days and stuff like that like I don't know like something just it, it just triggered something in me mm-hmm. um but like aside from the dare was it was it a moment like was it something that you watched was it someone that you seen like was it like did your parents put you in the arts programs and after school like 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 what was that moment for you?
1: Well, I don't think it can be summed up in one moment, but I mean, I was born in a time when there weren't very many African-American people on television. But the ones that were mesmerized me like us black people in the TV. I like that. (laughs) She's beautiful and he's funny and smart. I'm watching. I'm like, wow, I want to do that. And I like to tell the stories. I like to be a part of storytelling. I've always been interested in that with regards to the arts my parents didn't necessarily put me
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: arts when I was younger I danced and I just I don't even remember when I caught the acting bug but just watching television and seeing people who looked like me
0: on television that kind of sparked it you know it was did, like, now like when you uh did you ever think like you'd make a a career out of that like so to young no. Age, you didn't really
1: know? No, because when I was younger, I wanted to be a fashion designer. I don't know why. But I I was into fashion and mm-hmm. but the acting thing never left me. I was like, this is this I'm passionate about this and it's always been there. So I veered from the designing into into acting. Yeah. Well, I skipped over a little bit because we talked early about working in the film industry oh, and man. television. I used to work for a commercial production company and I was a PA. What was the name of it? Uh, CNC Films a long time ago. A husband and wife team and we were in the village on Spring Street uh, and uh, yeah it's a husband and wife team and again they were African American people so I was inspired by that. I was like wow. We're owning companies and this was like almost 20 years ago. And this is rare. Very, very rare. Yeah, Yeah. So they had an ad agency wing as well and at that particular time I started as a receptionist and they were actually casting for a dark and lovely voiceover commercial. And one of the producers was like, you want to audition for this? We like how you sound when you answer the phone. So
0: got that sultry voice and that, yeah. (laughs) But Okay. (laughs) But yeah, so they're like,
1: yeah, I got into voiceover work Mm -hmm. that way. So I was like, okay, this is a way in. And, um, you know, my comedy life, started years before that i was a part of the deaf comedy jam
0: i want to talk about that too like i want to go back yeah, to that so. to that dare but go ahead mm-hmm, I, want, mm-hmm. I want to go back to that
1: so <laughs> <laughs> so it was interesting i i, I brought up the comp the stand-up element because as i did deaf comedy jam and bt's comic view i was able to get into the union so by the time i was introduced to voiceover work i was already a an after union member, so that helped, you know, mm-hmm. helped me out in terms of being unionized and moving forward in my yeah. career with that legitimately.
0: Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna get to that because we're gonna talk about PM. We're gonna mm-hmm. talk about the entry into the TV and film business, but the dare to get up on stage at the Uptown Comedy Club—like you was just there hanging out.
1: I wasn't even there. This is I used to work years ago, the first body shop. In in America, in the village, we were talking about that on Broadway and Eighth mm-hmm. Street, and a comedian was one of our customers, Will Sylvans. What up, Will? I know Will. They, yeah, Will cool started dude. this whole thing. Yeah, we go way way back, Haitian Will. Okay, Haitian Haitian yes, cool. yes. If I say. Why you? Why you? Why you? Why 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 why? Yes. Yeah. So he would come in, and I'd help him pick out his products or whatever. And he's like, "You're funny. You should you should come to the Uptown Comedy Club and check it out." He's like, "I'm a comedian." And I came and watched him a few times. He was like, you should give it a try. And it was kind of like a dare you should, why not? He kind of tricked me into it, and I did it. And, yeah, the rest, as they wow. say, is
0: history. How did that first performance go? This or is the it?
1: thing. And I think part of it, okay, I'm not going to say I'm not funny and I wasn't good, but my first night of stand-up comedy at the Uptown Comedy Club was on Super Bowl Sunday. So it was a packed audience, but it was mostly women. Yeah. <laughs> and it I gotta stand in ovation. Wow. And you had to go through this process of passing through like week after week every Sunday night for three Sundays. So three Sundays in a row. You killed. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and it didn't mind you, I learned soon after all the shows weren't going to go that way, so yeah, yeah, you start, yeah. you know, you start to <laughs> realize, like, hey, everybody's not going to laugh all the time. How do I work my way out of this? And twenty something years later,
0: you wasn't, um, you yeah. weren't, um, were you dealing with hecklers?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And and being a New York comedian, I mean, you deal with hecklers everywhere. But I like to say I came up in, I came up through the school of heckling hard knocks. You, you, it's New York, Harlem, no yeah. joke. The Apollo is down the street. Yeah. You are going to have to contend with hecklers, but I I was raised with some of the hardest hitting comedians out there now. As one of the few women, I was with Tracy Morgan, Mike Epps. Wow. I was, you know, these were guys I came up with. So yeah. you got to learn to be
0: hard. Talent, you
1: gotta, talent, definitely. Okay. Rob Stapleton, oh, Rob is funny, Will. So. Rob is
0: awesome. Capone,
1: Capone, everybody. I was yeah. this. We grew up together. And there,
0: and there too. Smoke, Smoky I was smell. just
1: with Smoke a couple okay. of. Couple of nights ago, yeah, okay. I actually hosted a comedy show at the Apollo for the Women of the World Festival nice. on Thursday. It was an all female show, so Smokey came out to that.
0: I remember going to uh, the Boston Comedy Club. I was there over there in the Village, right? I um, was there, and um, the... Talent and Will used to uh, every, host every Sunday, Sunday,
1: every Sunday, to the point where they had to add two more shows because it the the lines were around the corner. It was wow. It was wild and it was wonderful because I don't think we'll ever see that again. And I'm so happy to have been a part of that comedy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: quote unquote, urban comedy exploded. And that was a part, that place was a part of the explosion. I
0: remember that it was like the hottest. I it. Loved was it. Sunday nights, if I'm correct. Sunday
1: nights. Yes, Sunday I, nights.
0: I remember seeing Mike Epps there for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't, I mean, this is before Friday. This is like, I didn't even know who the guy was. Right. And he came out, Like he was, he was toasted. Mm-hmm. Came out, just toasted. But then I think that was kind of his, his part of his stick. Like, yeah. he came out and, like, he just ain't care. He was just, like, people were heckling. He was just just giving it right back to them. Mm-hmm. Like, he killed. I was like, oh, yo. you know, this dude came out here toasted. But he was, I got it. Like, I got what he was doing. Yeah. And he yeah. killed. And then, like, years down the line, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. Mike Epps. That's the dude from the Boston Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. And um, I had this conversation about, like, what happened to, like, um, that era of comedy like every single night in the city like there was a happening, popping comedy, several comedy clubs to go to like I think Nels used to have something. Yeah,
1: we did comedy um, everywhere. La Barbet, come com- everywhere. Comedy clubs yeah. and just clubs. We did a yeah. lot of after work comedy too. Yeah. What
0: happened to that era? I mean, The, I time, the times
1: have changed and yeah. the prices of things have gone up yeah. considerably. I mean you know, when I came up a comedian would walk into a club, you'd automatically get a drink and or some food and the club was packed and everybody came to see and hear the show It was because it was kind of a new thing. It was yeah. an explosion at the time. It was. It and was. again, you know, clubs cost money. You have mm-hmm. to, you know, rent out or, or pay for whatever, you know, use it in space or what have you. And I just think people got priced out mm. and comedy comedians now are, I don't wanna diss anybody but a dime a dozen. Every other person's He's a comedian a couple, yeah. now. The the industry is flooded. You just have to weed out, you yeah. know, those who are serious and of quality and those who are just trying to get on. Yeah,
0: get you on, know, yeah. Yeah. Remember a spot called, I think it was the Remy Remy Cafe? It was in Metro Tech, like right in back of Metro Tech, okay. like downtown. There was like like Ray Dijon used to host something in okay. it. Was kind of funny. I worked with Ray
1: a lot. I don't yeah. remember the names of the rooms. Was, we turned something? we yeah. turned a lot of places into comedy yeah. rooms. <laughs> we turned, like, okay, there's four walls, get a mic. Yeah, <laughs> we,
0: let's do it. We're here.
1: Let's yeah. do it. Because people were that passionate. And we had a lot of support.
0: Everywhere you know, was the stage out. too. Everybody Everywhere. Stage. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Moga. Mm-hmm. I asked um Patient V this.
1: Oh no, Haitian
0: V two, yes. Haitian V is cool dude. Had him, had, had him Excellent. on the show, and um, and we were talking about um comedian comedians that that do stand up, that kill stand up, that um really kind of like craftsmen of the stage, and they do their thing. Opposed to like the new era of social media comedians, mm-hmm. like guys that just get on and like do the skits, and they might do a couple of jokes and and those guys are getting booked.
1: Yeah, they're making a lot
0: of money. A lot of money. Like they're yeah. getting walked through, they're getting booked, but then they they're not craftsmen. They get on the stage and they try to read, like redo a skit. They try to reinvent a skit. So I kind of asked them like, what was his take on that? We had a like pretty cool conversation on, um, comedian comedians versus social media comedians. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, what do you think about that?
1: Well, you know, I think, I think people create their own lanes, especially now. Like when I came up, There was the one lane. This is where we are. Either you survive this or not. Now with social media, I mean, you can put up any anybody can put up, put out a show or put up some stand up and say that they're a comedian or put out some skits or what have you. I don't necessarily want to dog them because, again, it's about lanes. They're creating these lanes. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, when you try and transition into being a comedian live and on stage and in front of people and you have to be consistent and you have to write and create on your own mm-hmm. and you can't, I'm not saying they all can't, but when you can't, there's egg on your face and you, you, I don't think you necessarily earned a spot, the, the the right to be there. Yeah, We had to pay dues very differently Yeah, when I came up and I wouldn't change it for the world. A lot of not getting paid, a lot of hustling and traveling and not being respected, especially women. We were really getting the the, the low end. We were on the low end of everything in Mm -hmm. general. Just Mm -hmm. happy to be there, trying to make your bones, trying to prove yourself. So, you know, when I see certain things, I'm like, okay, that person is able to make people laugh. They have moments where they're funny. But you cannot compare that to someone who's been in the trenches Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for 10, 15, 20 years, Taken on a lot because you learn as a comedian in real situations, yeah. not just standing in your kitchen doing a skit about about drinks or hair or what have you. That might be funny ha high right then, yeah. but do you have the longevity and the creativity to say that I'm a stand-up comedian and I'm a creator, or I'm just a funny kid and I got lucky?
0: Yeah, I think it it requires a a, a special skill set to to get on the stage, uh, take command of a room. And flow through your routine and kill it and deal with hecklers and kind of like just it's 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 imp- it's like almost organized chaos. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you, like, f- from the time you had that that dare and when you went on stage, um, I'm sure you were like, whoa, like there's some things that I needed to learn. Mm-hmm. I know you're natural, but like, h- how did you sharpen your skills to the point to where you were like, I got this like I know I'm a. You stay on stage and keep
1: okay. doing it and don't only do it when it looks like it's going to be fun or comfortable. you challenge yourself like yeah i've I've been in situations where I was ready. I've read the room and then the microphone will go out 15 years ago it might have made me nervous and like I can't perform mm-hmm. now that doesn't even bother me. Let's go. I speak loudly, y'all listen. let's do it any okay, I've been at a show where the lights we lost power recently and we performed
0: Dark. by
1: candlelight. Wow in Connecticut. We had flashlights until they got the generator. You have to keep going. You challenge yourself. It's not easy, and I appreciate the not easy. And I know that I'm in in a very different place than I was, of course, at the beginning of my career from experience, the things you've experienced, the discomforts, but how you work your way through the discomfort and still be professional, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: be creative, and remain interesting and always learning, always learning. I'm still learning.
0: Yeah, we all are. Mm -hmm. I'm 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 still a student of life. You should be. Definitely. Till it's over. There's Absolutely. always something more to learn. Till it's over, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's how you become a master, right? Like you got to constantly learn, 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 mm-hmm. learn. Do a little teaching. Yeah. Do some learning, do what some teaching. I say 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. Yeah. How many hours do you think you're at right now?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not sure because, again, I, I'm not... Only a stand-up comedian, I'm an You're actress over 10, as well. 000, so oh, like, I'm, ahead, 10, I'm gonna give myself a little more than ten thousand, yeah. I think. Yeah. Gotcha. When I look at my age, I'm like, you have got to be past ten thousand.
0: Way past ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. Mark, before I transition out of comedy, um some advice for some young, young and up um young and up and coming comedians.
1: Just don't be afraid to get past what you think is funny and enough. You know what I'm saying? You have to push past. Okay, everybody liked me. I had a good night. I got some good skits. Keep going. Got it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep writing. Continue mm-hmm. to create, and always push yourself through those moments of discomfort mm-hmm. because there's something rewarding on the other side. I'm still, I still deal with that now. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that, but I know, I know myself, and I know this business enough to say I can get to, get past or through these situations to get to better. You become mm-hmm. more confident yeah. once you know how to navigate the discomforts and the the sometimes ugliness of this business, you know, to navigate. Don't throw in the towel. I don't tell people I don't give up because I've given up several times. Gotcha. People are like, you keep going, you keep going. I always come back. I might <laughs> <Gotcha. laughs> yeah. like give up tomorrow and be like, yeah. okay, Friday I'm your, back again. It's in blood. It's in the blood. It's, it's in my blood. DNA now. Yeah. I can't give leave a, it.
0: Me. I can't leave it. Now, like a lot of the – um, kind of like a lot of the – the politics of the business or a lot of the the, the craziness of the business. Does it come from more um, the behind the scenes stuff like dealing with promoters, other comedians or is it kind of like dealing with the stuff out on the stage? I mean, stuff out on the stage, you can handle Mm -hmm. that. Like working the stage, working the road. It's more of like like the back of the scene stuff, right? Like Mostly.
1: I'd say stuff. it's a combination. I mean, we all have to work with different personalities no no matter what our profession is. You you, you deal with it. Absolutely. You know, everybody's not getting long and happy-go-lucky or whatever. I, I try to be Switzerland wherever I go. Look, this We got to do what we have to do. I'm not getting into anybody's personal stuff. I treat everybody the same. But, I mean, a lot of the drama has always been on the production end. And I find now more than ever it's about greed. A lot of the issues are about greed, you know. The promoters, a lot of times, act like they're the artists. They're making more than the artists, and it's like this is this is a hustle. Mm-hmm. You don't respect the craft. This is a hustle for you, and I've seen it worsen over the years for whatever reasons. Yeah. Things have tied into like, you know, people just
0: um. Social media plays a part. Technology absolutely. plays a part too. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and people just trying to get as much as they can in the moment. Yeah. Financially, nobody, you know, I'm not saying nobody, but a lot of people do not put the craft and respect of the artist first. Gotcha. And it's about making a
0: dollar and it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. How was, um, two things in the, in the movie. How was that uh experience working on Comic View?
1: It was fun. I I did Comic View three times. I did once in New Orleans, once in Atlanta, and the first time was in L.A.
0: Apollo. Mm-hmm. Hosting the Apollo. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that experience. How was that?
1: Well, this particular show, a uh, part of the WOW Comedy Festival, or the WOW Festival, Women of the World, mm-hmm. I did a couple of years ago. And uh, it's wonderful. I mean, it's not just a, a female audience. It's a mixed audience. But doing the show is, is awesome. There's actually a, uh, there's another entity of the Apollo because we're not in the theater space. They have like a club cafe space. Upstairs, do they? And they turn- yes, it's a performance middle. space. It's been there a few years now. They have all kinds of shows and concerts and Get the Apollo out Cafe. Out yeah, you got to check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Excellent, excellent. But yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Okay. I'm not, you know, after having done this for so many years, I transitioned into doing more hosting, okay. which I love as well. It's a different. It's the same but different. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um yeah it's just all been great and wonderful and Bob Sumner, who was one of the producers and the uh, procured the comedy for deaf comedy jam, mm-hmm. he produces the comedy show once a month there he all also right. does the laugh mob you know you have seen mob, his yeah, work seen yeah. Mob, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so that's, that's how was
0: is, how was is, how is life uh, on the road like uh you know touring and, and 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 like performing on the road um as a woman in a and um, <laughs> <laughs> you already know what I want to ask. <laughs> like, it was- you already know, <laughs> okay. like, how, like, how's that? I mean, like, how do you deal with it? How's the experience? I mean, how do you navigate that? You already know.
1: You know what? Honestly, like in in recent years, I haven't been a road comic. I haven't done it a lot in okay. recent years. But when I was younger, I was on the road a lot. And mm-hmm. again. You know, there weren't very many women. So lots of times when you're on tour, it's a bunch of guys and one woman. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I was okay. I mean, I've had situations where, you know, somebody tries to stick their tongue down my throat a couple of times. I'm like, but (laughs) it, it caught me off guard because when I looked at my career, everybody, every male working with me was a big brother to me. Yeah. And they didn't see it that way you know certain people i'm not going to name any names mm-hmm. and uh yeah you know i've heard disrespectful things i've i've been approached i've been not mistreated because i i also believe that i, I give off a certain air like most people especially men mm-hmm. know not to say or do certain things to yeah. me and yeah. around me i mean i i i set up a red line Yeah, you know and for the most part it's been it's been Respected. It's cool. Yeah, but there, there have been guys who've gone too far and said the wrong thing and, and tried to do the wrong thing, but yeah. I never felt in danger. Like get get out of my face, don't play with me, kind of thing. That was that was pretty much enough. But yeah, I can't imagine what a lot of the young ladies go through now. now, You know, because it's it's hard and it's a it's so much more of a hustle to get a little bit now. You Mm got to hustle so hard to get a little bit. And then if you're attractive or if you you're sexy or if you express yourself as you know as your femininity, people take advantage of it or think that it's okay to cross lines more. And Mm -hmm. you know, I honestly feel bad. Badly sometimes for young ladies, but I think for the most part, it's a really strong generation of of female comics. Yeah. Not just comedically thing, strong, yeah. but they'll kick your behind strong. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you feel about like um like the new wave of like the, you know the Tiffany Haddishes, the um Jessa Larris's and the Jesse Wu? I mean, how do you feel about like the new crop of girls that are doing their thing?
1: I mean, I I respect and I say do your thing. I I I I'm a root. I root for other women. I may not like everybody's style of comedy but there's room and there's space Absolutely. for everybody and you create your lane and those women have created their lane Absolutely. and a lot of people have things to say about it or whatever but those women for the most part have put in their time and have Absolutely. done their work especially Tiffany Tiffany's not new yeah. I don't know her personally but she's been in the trenches yeah. and grinding I've worked with Jess before Jess mm-hmm. is funny she's relatively new but I find her to be funny and she, she's, and she's doing her thing and yeah. I Try to keep a lot of, you know, everything is in judgment that we do overall, especially women. And then being a woman, a black woman, I won't say of color. I know what color I am. Mm-hmm. You know, being a black woman, the expectations of us to not get along and, and and promote and root for each other is just so commonplace. I'm like, that's never been my style. Yeah. There's room for everybody.
0: There is. And we can't feed into, um, there's a sort of like, Uh, attempt to kind of program us Mm -hmm. into doing that.
1: Yeah, I don't play that. I never did. Can't do that. I I never did. I know what's at stake. Yeah, 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 i know yeah, it's a yeah. steak. since yeah, i was yeah, yeah. very young i'm like nah that's yeah. not it's not a good look for us yeah. so i'm not even gonna do that You're right yeah I
0: mean, there's enough room and, and money and and, and eyes and i don't think for, people for, believe for, for that everybody to, to, yeah. to eat and, and, yeah. and be successful yeah. yeah and now
1: we're in a time and place where you can you can create so much more there's so many avenues Absolutely. now for your art to be displayed
0: take advantage or, of it, yeah.
1: a million television channels YouTube there's places for you yeah. to express your art yeah. fully and completely without having to dog each other out Absolutely. for the one
0: Spot, you know,
1: and talk each other down to get in the one the one place. You know the things I've seen people do, especially in stand up, Mm -hmm. just to make fifty or seventy five bucks to each other. I'm like,
0: wow, yeah, it's not worth it.
1: It's not. You need to go get a job if that's the case. I thought that was your (laughs) friend, like, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, see, like that's um one of the things I love about modern day technology and social media is like you can create your own lane, you could create your own your own families. You kind of create and control your own intellectual property.
1: Absolutely. Evaluate. Having, evaluate yeah. And
0: value it. And value and, it. And cultivate it, monetize it, share it, and um, not having to go that route like where well, you got to tell the people down because you got to just create your own and focus on your own. And, and I mean, you still got to collaborate and, and, and network and do your thing, of course, right. but then having to tear people down and kind of build you up. I mean, like we're not even at that place right now, No, but but, but, like people still do it.
1: Yeah, they do because some people have, have that in their personality. They just happen to be creative people, but a lot of people have things in their personality where when, it looks like something is going to be pressure filled. They can't take it. Let me, gotcha. let me. I can't take. Let me, let me find the easy way yeah. out. How can I get mine? How can I hustle over here to to get what I need? You, you know, right. f that person or what have you. And mm-hmm. it's sad and it's, it's shameful sad. and embarrassing. But I also feel like I've had an advantage, mm-hmm. also being an actress because I wasn't starving. I've had a lot of broke times, but my family's here, so I've always like when things got bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Excuse me. I could get help or I would have a commercial running. I'd have a voiceover running. So there would be residuals checked. So mm-hmm. I would not have to think about mistreating a person for a $100 Absolutely. gig to so, pay yeah. my bills or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't do that anyway. I'd find yeah. another way. Yeah. But just not having to get to that level of desperation, Yeah, you know, because I see a lot of that. And the, some comedians and artists do other things. But for the most part, that's all a lot of folks that I came up with have. Mm-hmm is stand up. That's all
0: they got. That's all they so got. Yeah, the protective is like a, a defense right, mechanism, yeah. Right. And it's yeah.
1: it's day to day to day. You mm-hmm. got to show today, nothing tomorrow. You got to make sure you get something the next and it's constant. 7 yeah. days a week. People are literally paying their bills and we don't we don't yeah. have a union. We don't have a credit union to go to. We don't have any kind of comedian union. There's no health benefits, there's mm-hmm. no retirement plan. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. You know? So that gets scary the older you get too. Yeah. So I thank God that I've done other things and I've been, you You know, yeah, I'm grateful to have been a part of a union. And, and, you know, I don't have a lot, a lot, but I have something I I have. Yeah. yeah, Something to say, you know, when it when I get old enough, okay, I'll I'll get something from this part of my life.
0: You got options. Um, Options. And you you also smart enough to kind of have contingency plans. Absolutely. As far as like you were thinking uh, long term, you were thinking forward.
1: I don't think I was at the time I don't honestly don't think Social I was
0: consciously you probably were I mean because that's I mean because you're good
1: thank you I right appreciate yeah. it but I never knew you know i I didn't understand or realize like when you're struggling especially in in the acting business it's a heavy hard mm-hmm. constant struggle too let's talk about I that. I had active. a freedom yeah because there's a freedom in just being able to pick up a microphone and go on stage but trying to convince people People that you're good enough to be in their film, mm-hmm. you're pretty enough, you're skinny enough, you're tall enough, you're this enough, you're that enough. Mm. That's 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 troubling to the mind sometimes. <laughs> let's
0: let's talk about the acting. Let's get into um, uh, the the, the films, the TV. You know, what's so funny about like before we get into that, like I think like this business, especially like the film business, TV business. Um, I think people like to work with people they like mm-hmm. or like people they quote unquote fuck with mm-hmm. I think a lot of times like people will take a, a shot or a chance on people that are just absolutely horrendous at what they do but they're great people right? great personality great energy mm-hmm. and people are like you know what I'd rather be around this person and I'll hire this person or I'll get this person to work on my project because they're a dope individual mm-hmm. attitude wise, energy wise but they're a liability on yeah. the set and they're horrible Opposed to somebody that's a straight genius at what they do, but they're a jerk.
1: Mm, there's a lot of that too. It's
0: a lot of that. Like, a, yeah. and then, and then you fall with people that is, you'll fall somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. That are kind of like they're all right, they're cool, but they're really you know good at what they do. And like you know, those people kind of like you know navigate through the business as well. But um, let's talk about acting, acting, acting. Uh, transitioning out of you never transition out of no. comedy. Um, mm-hmm. But jumping into something new, mm-hmm. um, trying something new out, acting like how did you uh get your first um, how did the acting bug um come about and like let's talk about your first uh um transition into acting from comedy.
1: Well, again, there was no transition because I was an actress first. It's just oh, that it. the successes came through comedy first. first the work, it. yeah, you I was it. on television telling jokes before I was on television, you, you. you know, yeah, Absolutely. so before acting. But um opportunities arose because of comedy. You know, people would see me, and I believe when I got my first, quote, unquote, big shot from Lee Daniels, it was a small role in a big film. <sighs> And Precious, precious? that's so funny. The chicken. Ten years. It's like I I posted something yesterday about that. I'm like, I'm just at a point in my life where I (laughs) accepted that I will always be known as the lady Precious stole chicken chicken from. from. No matter what I do. Now, my, my IMDb page is growing. My resume is growing. Like, I did this, that, that, and this. You are the chicken lady from British. And
0: you know, when you put your name in, Morgan, like, like, those screenshots come up. Yeah. Those, those snap, yeah oh, comes no. out, it's out there. Like, I know. yeah, it's, it's, it's an iconic It's not thing. a bad thing. It's, it's just, it was thing. such yeah. a
1: mean thing. I was like, I have to curse her out too. This movie is dark already and she's going through dark. enough. Let the girl have the chicken. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but yeah, but that, that happened for me. And I had an expectation of, the phone to ring more and more after just that. because of that. And it didn't. Was that your first big, big role? That's my first big role, yeah. And I moved to LA after that. And, um, that's a whole nother experience. LA is a mm-hmm. whole nother month. I mean, trying to hustle through comedy and get an agent out there and, you know, use that. And it didn't work out the way I wanted it to mm-hmm. or expected it to. And that's what I'm saying. The one, the one big thing. It's never enough. You have to keep going and keep on pushing and keep hustling. Yeah, I, you can't rest on your laurels because as much as I'm, I'm famous for that role. Mm-hmm. That was ten years ago. Those those checks wow. have been long. Sti- it was yes, two thousand nine. I didn't even realize until something popped up. I was like, wait a minute, that was ten years ago. Yeah, you know. And I soon after moved back from LA to New York, mm-hmm. and then things started to pick up for me here. I'm like, okay, this. I can get a film or TV show from here. Mm-hmm. If they want me in LA, they'll send for me. You mm-hmm. know, and in that ten years, the entire business has has changed. Everything yeah. has changed. Now we can audition on film and and send it out, mail it to LA. You know, yeah. you know, you don't have yeah. to be in a building anymore to audition for films and television. And there's so much more of it now. Yeah. And I think after Precious, the next big thing for me was Orange Is the New Black. The, New Black, Black the, yes. the recurring role. So again, a small but recurring role on a huge yeah. show. But I wasn't Laverne Cox. <laughs> Shout out to Laverne. Yeah,
0: She's wonderful. Def- but yeah. i got an interesting story about Laverne. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I used to go to the coffee shop. Like, you know, like we'd hang out, you know, nightlife in New York. Mm-hmm. And then coffee shop was like one of the most, um, not one of the most, but like one of the few places that stayed open.
1: Isn't it going down too? It's gone. It's gone too. It's yeah. I'm sorry about. Yeah. No, that happened no, it's too. Fun. It's yeah, crazy.
0: Yeah. Like a New York staple, right? Like mm-hmm. a New York landmark. And like, it was one of the few places that would stay open to like. Six seven in more. morning, like, I think 24 hours. Yeah, and guess who used to be the hostess, bubbliest person in there? You walk in and she would be right there. And, and
1: Wow, I didn't know Laverne that. Cox. I didn't know that.
0: And and when Orange is the new black, came, I was like, Yeah, you remember The remembered. hostess from the coffee shop. That's Herne dope. Cox. I and never knew. I always had like kind of like this very energetic a
1: beautiful personality and yeah. she's a dancer too for life and yeah. it's like i don't know if you watched the show but there yeah. was a scene yeah. we shot and Love me and my show. crew me and my crew jumped her in the in the salon that she ran on the show i remember that and it was so funny to me because did you um, cut
0: her hair huh in
1: that scene like somebody got the haircut right um I, I remember the fight i don't remember the haircut but i remember the fight oh, yeah, did they yeah, cut I her know. hair
0: I'm and they threw sure. her in solitary. Yeah, she got that. in she got in trouble. She got in trouble, she that, got in trouble yeah. and
1: she didn't she didn't do anything to initiate that. That yeah. was that was me and my crew, which yeah. I will yeah. always find comical because as much as I say I'm I'm from Brooklyn, I'm the most nonviolent <laughs> person ever. <laughs> and in between takes, like she's really tall and I'm not. Yeah. yeah. But I like slammed her up against up against a wall. And one time I heard her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And her shoulder, because other women were fighting with her as well. Yeah. But we slammed and she hurt her shoulder and I was just apologizing profusely. She was like, Don't worry about it. We're we're just working. We're we didn't yeah. do it. I was like, Yeah, but I don't even really fight. Like I'm in <laughs> here. We're slamming you around. But she was just wonderful and uh-huh. it's okay, sweetie, and really good person. I'm, I was the overall
0: experience working on that show.
1: Awesome. Lots yeah. of women on mm-hmm. on the set running things. I love that. I mean, in front of the camera, behind the camera, we've mm-hmm. had we had several different directors. Each episode is usually directed a by a different director, person, yeah. but lots of women. The showrunner, Gigi Cohen, the creator, of course. she's awesome, mm-hmm. and Ginger, and um, yeah. Just Did you the, audition for that. Uh I. This is funny. I was like, yo, mother, no, 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 you audition. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'd never watched the show, and I got called in for an audition, which I didn't get. But before that. I had friends on the show and one of my friends is a stunt coordinator, a Mm -hmm. woman. And I was hustling. I couldn't find any work. I was broke. I was like, I try to get on as a stunt person. And she's like, okay, let's, let's, you know, get this resume up, even though you're not a stunt person, I'm help you out. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work out. Couldn't get on. Frustrated. Then I finally got an audition for a part that I didn't get. And I forgot about it. I was like, okay. I never watched the show anyway. My friend was like, you would be great on the show. I'm like, yeah, I auditioned for it, but I didn't get it. A couple of months later, auditioned for another role, and I got it. And I was glad I never got called in to do stunt work because I would never have gotten auditioned audition yeah. to be on the show. Yeah. And then the first part I auditioned for, it was for a quick in and out character. So my character, you know, when I finally got on, I was able to land something that was recurring. Yeah. And I got
0: a name. Dope. So that's that's
1: dope. I was like, okay. I think I got six uh maybe six or seven episodes out of it, and I got an award.
0: Season three or four, right? It was...
1: it, th- three four and three, five, and six, three, or three, and four, six. and six, and seven. I did four seasons, yeah. Were you part of the um,
0: like the riot stuff? You were put like you would, like in it with the I riots? I was in... <laughs> in there with the riots, yeah. I was in <laughs> I, I was
1: in I was in the riots a couple of a couple of days. Yeah. I did some craziness yeah. in the riots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, lots of lots of violence. Lots of on camera violence.
0: You did your thing in that like I love that show. Thank you, it, thank you.
1: I wish I was still there or there more, but I appreciate
0: what Are I there. Are you did coming back there.
1: for the new season? No, this this is the final season. The final seven is the final that's season. It. Yeah. For real. That's it. They're wrapping up. So I know lots of women who were able to get in there and
0: do what they you think. know, get some Yeah. Hold dead. on, so that means tasty going to Going to jail, like she, she's she's. I have no idea why I mean, you're the, asking me. Because the way it ended, <laughs> they found the guilty for doing. Mm-hmm. Starting that, rioting. Okay, knows? that's a whole nother. Who knows? So, no, you nother... got really into. Her. Wait a minute, what do you know? Yeah, I'm like it can't end like that.
1: I've not been on in the last season or two, got so you, I don't. I don't know, but yeah, so but good. yeah, this is it. This is their final season there.
0: But you did your thing in that. Thank um, you,
1: and I'm I'm grateful. Like I said, it's it yeah. building my resume up. I've met some mm-hmm. great people, and just the experience. You know, mm-hmm. to, again, not to keep beating the dead horse, but I'm. It's Women's History Month, so I shall to see women in control Absolutely. and running things like that.
0: Love I love it. it. Love I love,
1: it. It. love it. it. Nice experience.
0: I want to talk about something that um that I actually watched you in. Months ago, and I actually went back and rewatched it a few days ago, uh, The First Purge.
1: <laughs> so more my violence. So such the First a Purge, you was,
0: as, you know, especially at the end, like, and, uh, like the project scene. Like,
1: yeah, Dolores. You, you was good, in there wild. Good old Dolores. Because when I see her in the
0: church, I was like, oh, okay, she seems like the voice of reason. She seems like she's going to be the calming thing in this and then you turned up in the end
1: because they were coming to kill us the it nazis was. were coming like what do you do in a situation like it that was. i couldn't be i couldn't be um <laughs> i couldn't be all zen and everything yeah, no, people right. had you're to right. go down people had to go down
0: you actually held it together at the end like i think like you were kind of like the um the uh the unifying
1: motherly force thing. exactly mm, yes yeah. at the
0: end like you was looking over the balcony. You was like that's mm-hmm. the militia like yeah that ain't no, yeah. Because
1: at that point, I think there was a there was a transition in in not necessarily in my character, but in my thinking with regards to what was happening. Mm-hmm. These people are coming to kill us. This is an, this, this is an extermination attempt, like Absolutely. totally. Yeah. I mean, the purge itself was was a questionable thing to happen in the first place, but to see these Nazis coming
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the hood, like okay. You know they're not coming to talk to you. We got to pull out all the stops and do whatever. They're
0: coming to exterminate. Yeah, and do
1: whatever. So Mm -hmm. once again, my my nonviolent Brooklyn self, I had to kill a Nazi. But I (laughs) I enjoyed it. (laughs) I enjoyed it. It was just comical to me after the fact. Because I was like, wow, I'm really stabbing this dude. Okay. (laughs) Well, not really, but...
0: (laughs) funny thing is you... You stabbed him on some oranges and uh-huh. black shit. Like you kind of went hand with the.
1: I was shanking him. I think I was. I had a flashback. Yeah, a shanking yeah, yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, a quick yeah, shank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick shanking him. Mm.
0: Now that was dope. How did um? How did that come about? How did the first purse come about?
1: Um, so I got the audition through a casting director who would cast me in Power. I have a, a recurring role in Power mm-hmm. as a excuse me U.S. Marshal. Okay. Yeah, you didn't see that. Yeah. got to go back and see right. that. I got go Me see arresting it. Tommy yeah. and doing all oh, kinds of, yeah. got to go back. To me and ghosts Bad. and in the, the, the cell and Charlie Murphy and yeah, some quick, yeah, yeah, some quick things. But yeah, I was in there for, for a couple of seasons. I got to
0: go check that out.
1: And um, But the hair was different, right? It was braided. Same dreadlocks. I just braided it okay. or what have you. Yeah, but it was, it was me. And um <laughs> at the same 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 big face and big smile. But, yeah, so the casting director who casted me in um uh, power called me in mm-hmm. for it. She was casting the purge. And um the description of the character, I'm like, Well, this is not me. It's an older woman. I mean physically older, heavy set, um, motherly. I'm still motherly. That's just my way. I don't have children. But I'm just very mm-hmm. attentive yeah. to everybody, making sure everybody's okay. And I went in the audition with all kinds of actresses that I know. They were all African-American women, but uh, tall, short, older, you know, voluptuous, long hair, short. And I'm like, everybody's in here for this this role.
0: Everybody type, every, every shade. Every, every shade. I was yeah. like,
1: okay, so they don't know exactly what they want. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. And, um, I went and did the audition. I feel pretty good about it a few days later, got a, not even a few days later, a few weeks later, I forgot about it. I'm like, okay, I didn't get that. We get the call back. Sorry. I'm like, okay, this is cool. got a call back. I go to the callback and the, the numbers of women are narrowed down, but still we look like all over the place mm-hmm. like they're still not sure exactly what they want. So in this audition on the callback, sorry, the director. And one of the producers are in the room. And shout out to Gerard <laughs> Gerard um, McMurray. He was also one of the producers okay. of Fruitvale Station. So he's oh, got, yeah, he's don't. got a, yeah, he's down with that whole. He brother? Yes,
0: he is. Well, that's what's up.
1: Yes. So, <laughs> um, so we're auditioning and he keeps telling me to do it over in different ways. And I almost got frustrated. I was like, okay, well, this guy must not like me. He keeps telling me to do different things. Was the director now, in the callbacks or just the producer? The director. The director okay. and the producer, okay. Sebastian. Shout out to Sebastian, one of the producers mm-hmm. from Bloomhouse. So I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm not regular nervous because I'm like, okay, it's the director and producer. But he would walk up on me and whisper things into in my ear on how to change it. He's like, okay, I want this. I want that. Now I'll do this. Okay, now do that. I'm thinking. I'm not giving this dude what he wants. Why am I in here so long? What's going on? Not realizing afterwards, after I got the call, again, it was weeks later, I got the job, what have you. I was listening to him and I was doing everything he said. He wanted to know that he could direct me. Mm. He said he wanted this woman to be a certain way to remind him of his, his aunts and his mothers, but to also have a, a level of, of uh humor you wanted to, he wanted some humor this character turned out to be a Which comic the, release
0: the
1: humorous but not a caricature uh down to earth afrocentric blah 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 blah. not afrocentric i don't like that word but Afroconscious. Mm-hmm. and um yeah so it it, it worked out and, and we hit but when i got to the set we shot up in buffalo and on staten island okay and when i got to buffalo yeah i won my buffalo today nice. i swear it's from the i didn't go to the school <laughs> no, nice, i didn't yeah, go to school yeah, there nice. but yeah but um he called me to his trailer when we first got to the set and he was like you know welcome aboard good to see you i was like oh god i hope this ain't no me too shit <laughs> <laughs> none of that
0: you know what's like, so funny? oh no you know it's so funny <laughs> not,
1: you know what's not me because you started <laughs>
0: you know so funny you started that little story by saying he invited me to his trailer.
1: Yeah, because I was like, I'm still I'm I'm a comedian <laughs> but I'm a woman in my head. I'm like, Oh man, am he I about to get me, too. me too? Yeah, yeah No, yeah, he was yeah. wonderful and he just let me know to to go for it. He said in terms of how it was written, yeah. I didn't necessarily have to follow the dialogue. He said, You can you can write go book you and want. Kind of you do, do what you want to do. And yeah. I was like, Wow, that's freedom. Yeah. Yeah. There was was there a lot minimal. of
0: rehearsing? No. Very minimal rehearsing, right? Minimal.
1: Minimal. Films you don't you don't
0: you're, You're supposed to kind of, lot. like, know your lines. You, you do know, some blocking rehearsals, yep. and then yep. you just go.
1: That's it. That's it.
0: Wow. I mean, because there was, like, a lot of stunts in there. Like, a lot of stunts. A lot yeah. of guns and, like... Yeah,
1: the guys, especially, like, Elon. Yeah. Elon Noel. He had to do a lot. Like, we, I, everybody's calling him that now. But from, I was like, um, he's the new... From Insecure. From Insecure, yeah. Like, he yeah, played, he the played new Wesley Snipes. Yeah, he played
0: Issa's uh One
1: dude. of Issa's many conquests, Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 he's awesome and dope, but he was, like... A real-life action figure. He was going through it, but he yeah. was really muscular and yeah. just going through walls and windows and downstairs. And mm-hmm. it was a lot. And it was freezing. There I'm was time yeah. we had to work outdoors and people had on tank tops or no mm-hmm. tops at all. And yeah. It was really deep. Was,
0: was Derek Simmons one of the stuff coordinators on there? I don't remember don't okay.
1: because I, I did all my own three stunts. So I, <laughs> I don't remember who the coordinator was, but I, did, I didn't have a lot to do with regards to stunts. But
0: okay. yeah. So very, very little to no rehearsal at all. Mm-hmm. Just day of, know your lines, yeah, a little it. bit of block and rehearsal. That's it. How did you prep for that role? Or was it just kind of <laughs> like, yo... I kind of get where they're going. I kind of relate to this character. I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just do my thing. Or oh, oh, was there any prep for you?
1: I mean, there's there's always prep when you. I'm I'm trained. I'm a trained actress. Mm. I'm also. I'm not trying to be funny or anything. There are elements of my my life and my work where I'm I'm unnatural, but Absolutely. I had sense enough to know that I needed training and technique. So there are things that I, you know, would do in terms of uh, I wouldn't call it rehearsal or practice, but character. Character, character building I okay. developed the character okay. and fully flush out a history for this woman mm-hmm. it's made up yeah but fully pages and pages of who she is where she came from what her house looks like what it smells like how old she is you know I would just write this whole character bio and then implement that into into the actual work and the character and certain parts of that woman are
0: are me as well I mean Got it.
1: I'm not violent or anything, but I'm I'm very loving and protective.
0: Yeah, I So I, I need to go into that, I that mode. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely see mm-hmm. that. And that was dope. And especially like at the end, he's like, get out the way. You got hero coming through. Like, he was kind of like funny. leading.
1: That's hilarious. I don't know if I could say this on here. When we shot, when they shot that scene. Yeah. The final scene, when everyone walks out of the building. Mm-hmm. I didn't come out of the building, but I wasn't dead. So while we, we're doing it, I'm like, well, how am I not leaving the building? Everybody in the movie saw that I didn't die. We had to do reshoots on Staten Island so that I... For, I, to, for, for me, continuity issues for, for you. me, yeah. people were like in the test audience. He said, they were like, well, where's Dolores? Yeah. Where's Dolores? So we had to do a whole nother shoot.
0: Yeah, like people would have flipped if you yeah. ain't walk out at yeah. the end. So, like, yeah, what happened?
1: I'm not, I'm not trying to toot my own yeah. horn, but yeah, when I got to the set, the producer was like, "You know, this is all for you. We're only here for you." I was like, "Oh yeah, hell
0: yeah!" Where's well, Dolores? She didn't die.
1: Yeah, so, no, I'm gonna mess
0: mine. Then nah, I'm like, man. I need to walk out with everybody. Yeah. yeah, so
1: we actually did that part on Staten Island, which was which was great. Yeah, which
0: was dope. That was dope. Yeah, yeah, like that film. I think that film, like, out of all the Purges, like, I think like. I don't know if they're gonna do another one or not, but I mm-hmm. think that one kind of has like this feeling of like it will be kind of like a cult classic. Mm-hmm. It just had something about everybody the Black Purge. It the, Black the, Purge. Black Purge. <laughs> the Black Purge, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I call it the Black Purge. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was actually good. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was really, I really enjoyed it.
1: It was scary because yeah. I don't, I don't watch scary movies, so I got a part in a scary movie, which was yeah. again hilarious to me. Yeah. And I did, I had to go and watch it, but I. I actually enjoyed it. I was I like, "This is good."
0: And you did your thing. Yeah, yeah. and it was
1: just, good. Yeah. it was just crazy. because 'cause you're thinking like, this supposed this really happened. I mean, we have, you know, who not in the fetched. White House? Yeah, and it came out at a time where he was at one of his peaks of craziness. Yeah, and inciting, you know, emboldening racism and racists on, yeah. you know, good people on both sides. You know who that is? Yeah. And um. <laughs> Everybody Great on set was sides, like, oh, "Are yeah. you prepared for the possible backlash?" I'm like, "Yeah, well, a lot of our lives is backlash. Absolutely, there's black people in America, it's all backlash." Yeah, but yeah, so it came out at a time and it spoke to this, this, this Trump being times of of nonsense and looks like the world is losing its mind and this thing mm. comes to question: Could this actually happen, or yeah. what if?
0: Yeah, no, the concept of it is is you can see it, mm-hmm. and like there's little like. There's little instances throughout a uh, recent history, like where there's like mini purges.
1: It's scary. Yeah, there I mean, are. Like the, uh, it, we don't hear about happened, a lot yeah. of them, but yeah, yeah there's a lot. Of, there's yeah. stuff going on in pockets, pa- yeah. all over the country, not just the deep south either.
0: Absolutely, not at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it's not far fetched. Um, manifest.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I almost forgot.
0: <laughs> How can you forget about because- the hit show?
1: Manifest. Manifest. Yeah. yeah oh wow.
0: Talk about manifest.
1: Yeah. I, I, what do you want to know? I love it. Um. Another awesome opportunity. How did,
0: how did manifest come about?
1: How did manifest manifest?
0: How did that manifest? <laughs> how did manifest manifest. Let's I, talk about. Manifest. I
1: auditioned. I auditioned you and, uh, it. I, you know. It, I don't, I don't say, I don't use those words, but I had a good audition mm-hmm. and I just, I learned over the years to not obsess about something after I do it, especially auditions. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about the numbers of people who are up for this one role, mm-hmm. you're like, well, the odds of me actually getting it are so slim to none. Yeah. My mind has to go to the next one, you know? So I'm like, it was great. Good. Move on. Got the call back Again, I see women, a couple of women, because there weren't very many, but a couple of women mm-hmm. in this call back again. Women I know. Some, some of them I call friend, but yeah. your friend is still in this business, your competition. So mm-hmm. it's like all you can do at the end of the day is your best. And, and again, you're acting, but there's elements of you that should always come through in whatever you do, especially in this business. Yeah, You know, you spoke about being liked and likable and for people to be able to work with you no matter mm-hmm. how much talent you have. Yeah. Some people, you know, your personality needs to come through, especially if it's Absolutely. a good one. People yeah. speak to that. So um, I went in again. I think I did the same thing again. And I think elements of my comedy helped me out in auditions a lot. So I just was jokingly doing this, you know, flight attendant. I threw in a little joke here and there. And I, Thank God I booked it. Yeah. And yeah.
0: I watch Manifest because it reminded me of Lost a lot.
1: That's what people say. I didn't watch Lost. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't watch myself. You That's watch another yourself? thing. I don't watch. Don't watch I, it drives me crazy. It You're drives amazing. me crazy because all I do is critique myself. Yeah. Like, You're amazing. Oh, okay. You're I, I could have did that better. <laughs> okay, look at my lip. Oh, my hair's out of place. Yeah. Oh, I should have walked that way. Oh, I should. So I would yeah. do that. But, you know, I, I listen. Yeah. certain things I have to watch because I still have to learn I f- force myself but yeah that was one of my most you. favorite experiences because it's network television it's weekly she's a character and millions of people watching millions of people and as, as corny as it sounds mm-hmm. I was so happy to get on national network television mm-hmm. on a weekly show with my nappy hair I was like they are letting me on this plane with these dreadlocks <laughs> and it was and it was such a moment for me it sounds simple but yeah. you know our, our hair is still a huge issue it's just a thing yeah. and i'm tired of it i'm like yeah. i'm a woman I, I i it's it's my hair it's my choice yeah.
0: and, and women look like everything
1: it's 2019 yeah. Yeah. but specifically for her to be a flight attendant yeah and then i'd see pictures of flight attendants like wow we they, some airlines are are okay with yeah. it and, and it shouldn't okay. be a thing
0: yeah should it shouldn't
1: it shouldn't be a thing and a friend of mine Another actress, she said when her daughter saw me on TV, her daughter has dreadlocks. She's mm-hmm. like seven. She mm-hmm. wanted them. And she was like, Mommy, I like it. Her hair is like mine. It sounds corny, but it yeah. was real to me. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, yeah, it matters because you're still beautiful and you can do anything you want to as well. Yeah. So we're waiting to hear if the show is getting picked up for season, for season two. two. We'll know in like a month. I think so, it will be. I hope so.
0: Moga, now because you're on a, a national hit TV show does uh does your asking price go up when they want to book you to to,
1: <laughs> <laughs> to do
0: some stand up a host i know that price get, went up
1: i you know what the thing about it is people expect it to they expect craziness yeah. the price has gone up it doesn't mean that people agree with the going up but yeah. i haven't i haven't done anything astronomical but it's yeah. like yeah my time is worth a little bit more now exactly you know what i mean but i still I still undersell myself in comedy. Sure. I still, it's, yeah. it's bad because I recently did it. I was like, ah, I should have added a zero. But at the end of the day, again, I don't push through, not to, I should always yeah. know my worth, but with regard to not being desperate for money in that area because mm-hmm. I'm on a TV show. So I'm like, okay, Got I know it. the promoter. He's my friend. I'll do it. Yeah. We're cool.
0: <laughs> is Is comedy more passion and acting is.
1: Oh, acting's my passion, and comedy's my love. I love comedy. Gotcha. I'll never. But my heart beats for for. Uh, I need to be on a set. It. as We talked about you know, in, in some capacity, growing up, having been a PA, and
0: absolutely, having
1: done everything. We we need another
0: hour, don't we? We need do, more time. We do need, <laughs> but this is part one, no more. Okay, okay. Mother, before we sign off, some advice that you would give to some young, up and coming, ambitious women that want to get into this business.
1: Uh, make sure you want to do this for the right reasons. There are a lot of people who want to be famous just for the sake of being famous. Mm -hmm. If your heart is not in this and if it's not, you're not passionate about it, it's not going to last because you'll get exactly what you want, fame and attention for a short period of time. Uh, always continue to hone your craft. I don't care how wonderful you are. I'm in a class right now. Because I always feel like there's something to learn and you can always get better and tweak. I'm learning from one of the greats right now, Paul Calderon. Shout out to Paul Calderon. Shout
0: out, Paul. Yeah, so
1: so always, always hone your craft. And again, like I said earlier, I would never tell anybody not to give up because life is hard and times are hard. Always go back, take breaks, keep your mind clear. Always physically get some type of exercise and eat as best as you can. Try not to be a junk food junkie. It sounds corny again, but tough, our well. bodies and minds have to be in tune and healthy to deal with the rigors of not just the work, but the business. Absolutely. You know, and always create. Even if you write something, a, a, a line a day, create. Never always be in create. Yeah. Never stay stagnant. Right. Yep.
0: Mug where can the folks find you on social media if they want to reach out to you, if they want to collaborate, if they want to book you? Like, where can people reach out to you?
1: Okay. um, On Facebook, it's Mugga Phoenix, M-U-G-G-A-P-H-O-E-N-I-X. And on Instagram, is it Instagram? Yeah, on Instagram, it's just Mugga, J-U-S-T-M-U-G-G-A. And that's all I have. I don't have Twitter. I don't have a bunch of other stuff. That's I, all you
0: need. Facebook and Instagram. That's okay. it. No snap. You don't got no snap. None of that. No. See, that's, that's no Twitter that's a,
1: different, a different generation. <laughs> I got forced into doing the two that I have. So gotcha. like, you have to have something. Got
0: so, um. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good.
1: please support and join. I know that following people is important these days. Absolutely. And it's all like it's a, it's a pain in the butt to me. But
0: it's part of what the culture is now. Gotcha. Munga, thank you so much. I appreciate you for coming out doing the show with me. This is just part one. We got to do this again because there's a lot of things coming up. You know, thank you and signing out. Intellectual Property Podcast, Dallas Alexis. And remember, envision it, create it, share it, but most likely make sure you're getting paid for it. Thank you. Peace.